When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and the restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. From the WEEI Studios. 93.7 WEEI-FM and HD1. Lawrence, Boston. We're always live on the free Odyssey app. Your thoughts on the hiring of Gerard Mayo? Any, any advice for a... 30-something-year-old coach of color in this market and how you – and the pressure that comes with that? Um, I, I love Gerard. Had a, uh, the times I went over to go visit, I got to spend um, in the linebacker room and the defensive room with him and Steve. And uh, just his ability to think the game, I like the relationship that he built kind of with his linebackers and those DBs. And uh, those film sessions were intentional, but they were also like – they were built on relationships. You could really see that. So as far as advice, um, I mean – you know, not really. I mean, he's been around a long time. He's coached there. He's played. I don't need to give him any of that. Uh, but he does have uh, my support and can't wait to go over there and, and sit with him and, and just kind of learn from him. It's Joe Missoula from last week on Gerard Mayo, the newest Patriots head coach, the newest coach in the city, and, uh, well, arguably the coach with the most to prove in the city in the calendar year of 2024. It's Jones and Mega with Arcan, except Arcan's not here again. Uh, we'll see when Arcan is back in studio. He gave it a real go on Monday. Uh, boots on the ground, Mego. Our sources are telling us he doesn't sound so hot. So uh, we'll see. We'll see if and when he's back. Our indirect contact with Arcan, because I think he's pretty mad at us right now for how much we've. Oh, been he's mad at us. Him. Yeah. Oh, you don't he's get, mad at us. You don't get that sense. No. I think he's getting a little salty with how much we're making fun of him for his absence. Why do you say that? Because uh, he's sending expletive-laden voice texts <laughs> to me, voice messages. And then I ask if we can put them Separate on Separate from what I've seen? No. Separate? no, I think you're on them, too. Oh, okay, got it. I'm just surprised that you so don't you have you... the same reaction when he sent us one that was like, Here's your voice memo, effers. <laughs> <laughs> Here's your effing voice memo. Right, because no one can do that with their voice. Uh, so that's uh, <laughs> that's Arcan. I guess I guess he's upset. He won't be here today. Uh, so we'll get to your phone calls. Six one seven 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 nine seven ninety three seven. It's interesting. Gerard Mayo uh, well made his appearance on the Greg Hill Show on Monday, and I think you got to hear something that's been uh, disarming for sure. You know, a coach talking straight with humor, and you know maybe talking a little too directly. And we've gotten into what the team's going to do in the offseason. They're going to burn cash, something that came out of that interview. And we discussed what the Patriots should do. We'll continue to get into that. We'll continue to get into the number three pick and who the Patriots should take there, how they should view the offseason. It all ties in with Gerard Mayo and what the Patriots are capable of this year. And you know my feeling on it. I think they can, if they do the right things, be a playoff team this year. Get the right quarterback in the top three. 
spend in free agency at the proper positions, and if Mayo can coach at all, those three things, you can be a playoff team next year. I see no reason why you can't be. Now, we can debate how difficult that is to do, but I think you absolutely can be. And I will continue to lift up, prop up Houston, as I've been since the middle of last year, a team that got to the playoffs, won a playoff round. I'll continue to prop them up as the example. If the effing Texans can do it, you can do it. So I think Gerard Mayo can prove a lot in year one. And I feel like he does have the most to prove out of all the coaches in this city because he's the only one who's a complete wild card. I don't know that Joe Missoula can win a title. I don't know that Jim Montgomery can get the Bruins out of the first round. He's been out of the first round uh, previously in Dallas. Alex Cora, kind of all over the map. He's been to an ALCS. He won a World Series in year one. How he did it, we can question, but he did it. So all those guys have proven much more, and they all have more to prove too. I'm not sure I love any of the coaches in the city. Ten years ago, I loved every single one. I thought they were all great. Now I'm like, boy, I don't know if I like any of them. But Mayo, to me has the most to prove. Number one, I don't really trust that it was a good hiring process. I don't trust defensive guys in today's NFL, although if you want to throw Houston back in my face, D'Amico Ryans was great last year, and he hasn't proven a thing. So to me, he has more to prove than Missoula, Montgomery, Alex Cora. Uh, But how do you feel about this one, Mego? Well, first I want to address that. I was really surprised by your response when I floated this question earlier this morning to you, and I'm shocked that it's leading the poll by so much. It's got 44% of votes on our poll that we put out. If you want to vote, is at Jones and Mego on Twitter. And my guy, Joe Mazzula, who is my choice, came in second. But that Gerard Mayo has the most to prove. I know he hasn't done it before. And he doesn't have the defensive coordinator title uh, under his belt. That doesn't mean that he doesn't have the responsibilities. Also, he's taking well, he over He's taking over a four-win team. Like, I, I think that there's going to be a larger grace period. We're talking about this upcoming year. We're talking about 2024. I think he has more of a grace period than any other coach in town right now because everyone's aware of how bad the situation is that he's taking over so is that- and how special it is what Houston was able to do last uh, year. Maybe- Maybe it's as simple as this. I mean, Gerard Mayo has to prove it because he hasn't even been a coordinator. You can say he's had the responsibilities. He hasn't called plays. So I'm sorry, he has not had the responsibility of a coordinator. And do you view it as the coach with the most at stake? Like if they fail, they'll be out of a job? Because that's not Mayo. I I agree with you. I think it's the most to prove. Well, he's never proven a thing. So he has the most to prove. Right. No, I think Joe Mazzula still has the most to prove. He's been to an Eastern Conference final. He got his team to rally from 03. But here's the thing so with Joe Missoula. So he's not Mizzoula. great, and I don't love Missoula, but he's proven a hell of a lot more than Mayo, who's never coached a game. Here's the thing with Joe Missoula, is that he has so much behind him right now with having Porzingis, with having Drew Holiday added to this mix, with being in the second apron, one of only a handful of teams in the NBA right now who's gotten into the second apron. They're like $48 million over the, the luxury tax threshold for this roster, and you have an ownership group that doesn't typically dip into that. They only do it once every, you know, handful of years because they're not the Phoenix Suns. They're not somebody who's just going to throw a bunch of whole crazy money against the wall every single year just to go get a star player. I think everything is set up, whether it's the hundreds of assistant coaches that he has who have more experience than him, whether it's the roster made up of vets and now some of the best young players in the league. Everything is behind him. If he doesn't prove that he can lead Jason and Jalen and the rest of this group 
and these assistant coaches back to the finals, let alone let's say just get back to the finals, not even win a final. If he doesn't prove that he can do that, I think he's out of the job. Yeah, I don't. I, I don't disagree with any of that. I, I think just he's don't th- out of because I don't think Jason and Jalen are going to be the ones that they send packing. Yeah, I don't disagree with any of that. I just don't think that means he has more to prove than a guy who's never done it. I mean, uh, he has tons to prove, and I don't. I don't like Joe Mazzula as a coach, though I've enjoyed him more at the podium this year. And I like some things that he's done as a coach this year. And there's been some improvement. So do you think last year that he proved that he is the caliber of coach who can lead this team to the finals? No, I don't think he's proven that. Okay, but again, so I think but he's he still proven, needs to prove that He's proven year. he can win a couple of playoff games. Right. A couple of playoff rounds. Mayo can't even get – do we know Mayo can get a team to the playoffs? We don't know that. And I get it. Like, Missoula has a way more talented team. But if you gave – who's the best roster in the NFL? Who's the best roster in the NFL right now? I, I the Niners? Yeah, if, probably. If he took over for Kyle Shanahan tomorrow, are we sure the Niners are I a mean, playoff it team? it might have been Dallas. Okay, fine. Pick your pick your roster. If Gerard Mayo took over for Mike McCarthy in Dallas, are we sure they're a playoff team? If if he took over for the Niners, he Kyle Shanahan quits, and he takes – are we sure they're even a playoff team? Never mind winning rounds, never mind winning a championship. No, I'm not. He's never done it. He's never called a play. He's never called a play. He ran meetings Monday through Friday. He's never called a play. So he might be great. I'm not telling you he won't be. But who has the most to prove? The guy who's never proven a thing as a coach. I just look at what's going to happen if they don't prove it this year. So if Gerard Mayo proves himself to be not totally capable, not totally comfortable, maybe not a great commander, you know, in chief of in in of all his generals or whatever you want to say at the top there like does does his head roll at the end of the season I don't think it does I think I think the grace period is going to give him more time to prove it than in 2024 I would even throw Alex Cora more so into the camp with Joe Missoula than I would with Gerard Mayo and Alex Cora is somebody who has won it before. He's the most He's proven. won a champion. Yeah, but look, he's going into a contract year right now. And look at all the other years that he hasn't been a World Series team. If we're saying 2021 was a blip on the radar so with you're the asking, Red Sox. You're not asking who has the most to prove. You're asking who's on the hottest no, seat. No, I think that Alex Cora also has a lot to prove. You're asking whose seat is the hottest. That's what you're asking. Well, maybe. But I think that that's what, like, prove that you should be here in this job. Keep your job. Yeah, maybe. I, I just, look, if Gerard Mayo wins three games, you don't think he's on the hot seat and he could lose his job? We've seen NFL teams fire have, a coach after I one year. I think because of the position that he's in, he won't. I So I largely agree with you. So let me hear you straight again. Where is Gerard Mayo on your list? I think he's a clear number I one. I am the, the, hang he on. has the least to prove. So, I know. That's why I feel crazy now. Well, I, it's because, again, I think you're asking the question. I think you're asking a different question than what I'm you're saying, asking. Prove it in 2024. Sure. I... You think Gerard Mayo, out of all the coaches Gerard in the city, Mayo, has the least to prove? I think, I think Gerard Mayo, no, I don't think he needs to prove it this year. Like, I don't think he needs to win over everybody in the entire fan base and everything this year. I think he's going to have another year regardless, unless something catastrophic happens or there's something that, like, I don't even want to talk about, something horrible. Like, I don't sure. want to imagine up some scenario. I think that he will get another shot. Like, I, I think that they'll be like, okay, well, we're in great draft position now. It's going to take a couple years to rebuild this roster. We know personnel is a mess. We had to bring in a new GM structure or whatever it is. Like, there's going to be so many excuses around it. There's no excuses for Joe Missoula. There's no excuses for him to fall back on. The only thing that they will point to is this coach has not proven himself capable of taking this team back to the finals. So give me your list again. So I would say it goes Missoula, Cora, Montgomery, and then Mayo. Wow. Yeah, I've, I've come at this the complete opposite direction because Mayo, to me, is the clear answer. 
And I'd have Missoula, too. I, I agree with you on that. I'd have Missoula, too. He's got to prove it with a full championship-caliber roster. Then Montgomery and Cora, to me, is last. He could lose his job. He might be on the hottest seat, him or Missoula. But he's proven it. He's proven he can done it. Uh, do it. We can question how he did it, and I do. And, you know, I think he can be overrated as a ma- manager, and I wouldn't have him back on this year's team. I wouldn't have brought him back on last year's team. Okay? So, like, we can talk about all these different things with Cora, but who's proven? He's by far the most proven. And Mayo is by far the least, I think. What do you guys think? 617-779-7937. How would you vote in today's big question of the day? Up now, at Jones and Mego, who has the most to prove out of all these Boston coaches in 2024? Gerard Mayo, Joe Mazzula, Jim Montgomery, or Alex Cora? And man, as I read those names out loud, are we a long ways away from Bill Belichick, Terry Francona, Claude, and Doc? Although Doc is very much back in the news. 617-779. You're saying all this like you loved all those guys. No, Well, there was a time where I thought they were all great. You know, then Doc turned fake and said he bled green and ran out in the shroud of darkness to the L.A. Clippers. Did he break your heart? And has bounced around and lost 8 billion game sevens in the meantime. No, I just think he's a fraud and he's fake. And, you know, he didn't break my heart. He helped them win a championship. He's a fake. He's a fraud. And he sucks. Uh, Anyway, you heard Ryan Garvin there. He's going to have more on Doc Rivers. We'll get to all your thoughts. We have a big day today. Dan Orlovsky at 3.30. We'll get his thoughts on all the college quarterback prospects, who the Patriots should go to and look at. And he has some interesting comps for both Drake May and Jaden Daniels. So you're not going to want to miss that at 3.30. We'll talk to Scal at 4.30, not 4 o'clock. Joe Missoula adjustments. Uh, he will give his thoughts on Doc Rivers back in the NBA after half a year of broadcasting. He goes to the Bucks. What does that mean for the Celtics? What does Terry Rozier to the Heat mean for the Celtics? That's with Brian Scalabrini. We have triple play, 4.45. Meg Splaining, 5.30. And Bet Roulette at 5.45. Ryan Garvin, as promised, with all the latest here in trending. And then let's get into another coach who's in limbo. Mike Vrabel, not just Bill Belichick. We've talked about what the hell's going on with him. What's going on with Vrabel? How come nobody wants him? And what does that say about the Crafts and how they viewed the coaching search here? Let's get to that right after trending. When the whole family comes together to watch the game, nobody wants to miss a second of the action to run to the grocery store. With Instacart, you can get all your weekly groceries in as fast as an hour. Less time shopping means more game time. Let's go. Visit instacart.com to get free delivery on your first three orders. Offer valid for a limited time. $10 minimum per order. Additional terms apply. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Now, more of Jones and Mako on WEEI. Joe Mazzulla. This is why I picked Michael Malone. Mm-hmm. Joe, they have two Joe Mazzulas. They have the one that got the philosophy of we're going to get up more threes than you. And, you know, when they do and they hit him, he looks great. 
And then you have the other Joe Missoula who just stands over there, and you wonder, like, if you take his brain out and you put it in the bird, the bird is going to start flying backwards, okay? You got that Joe Missoula. You know why I say that? No. Because he doesn't get these guys easy looks. Okay. Time and time again, we kept saying, attack the paint. Like, you have so many guys that are great at cutting. Like, they cannot continue to play AAU-style basketball all the time. You got to have sets. The Denver Nuggets have sets. We know at times, yes, a two-man game is going to happen with Jokic and Murray, but it might lead to a back cut for Aaron Gordon at the corner. Like, you got to have those things. And when I say the coaching matchup, and this is when you get into the postseason, that matters. I think I know how Perk would vote in our big question of the day. Up now at Jones and Mego. Which coach has the most to prove in 2024? Is it Joe Missoula? 37% of you agree with Perk. I, as I, how I imagine he would vote. And Mego, who did vote that way earlier. Uh, 44% agree with me. You know why I say that? No. Because... <laughs> no. The annoyance. I don't, I don't know no, why. But you're going to tell me. <laughs> 44% agree with Gerard Mayo, uh, the leader. Alex Cora is at 11%. Somehow polling ahead of Jim Montgomery, 9%. Montgomery hasn't won anything in Boston either. He won a round in Dallas, then got fired. And so he's got quite a bit to prove as well, but I'd have him third on my own personal list. Uh, you can jump in, 617-779-7937. Ryan Garvin in for Arcan today. I should have asked you earlier. I'm always here. How would you, while uh, uh, wearing two hats, yes. I should say, today, uh, for Scratchy Magoo over there, what uh, what's your view on this? How would you vote? Uh, the guy that is number three on your list is number one on my list. That is Jim Montgomery because, yes, he did win a playoff round in Dallas, and that's great. But all I know about him with his tenure in Boston, and he is a great regular season coach. Congratulations. You don't hang banners in the city or throw parades for great regular season coaches. And not only did he not win a playoff round, he was – Basically, the watchman of the most epic, astounding collapse in NHL history. It's a fairly so you, big choke, yeah. And that, to me, is what I look at and go, ooh, you cannot afford to have any back steps. And once again, the script is kind of turning into what it was last year. They're one of the best teams in hockey, the Boston Bruins. They've been leading uh, their division all year. They're one of the best in the conference. And I just go, well, what's really changed? You might have gotten worse. Now, you've got players that are playing well, but talent-wise, you might be a worse team. I know you want them to, uh, Don Sweeney, to invest in this team yes. going forward. If I'm Don Sweeney, I'm going, I have given the Bruins every single thing that they've asked for, and they have done nothing but disappoint. So I look at Jim Montgomery and say, you're the guy. You, more than more than Alex Cor If Alex Cor gets anything out of this team this year, it's a miracle. Uh, Joe Missoula has at least coached a team to the NBA Finals. I think bad coach sort of interrupted uh, Eastern, what could have been Eastern a final Eastern, Eastern Conference. conference. Yeah. And and we don't know anything about Gerard Mayo. So I would look at Jim Montgomery and say, you're a good coach. I know you're a good coach. But as far as what is important in this city, in this market, you have not delivered. And not only have you failed, you failed in grand, epic fashion. Yeah. I mean, now that you bring up Cora, I wonder if Cora has more job security because of what Werner and uh, Kennedy said over the weekend. Like if but, the Red Sox win 85 games, 90 games, you'd be like, wow, Alex Cord oh. did a really good job with and this if, team because he, he didn't have anything to work with. And if they win 70, I don't know how many people are going to put now, that wait, on wait, wait, I thought that they told us that that was Craig Breslow's decision. It's Craig Breslow's decision, of course. It's not ownership. So look, I'll, I'll still put it on Cora. The whole idea is Cora is supposed to get more out of his roster. That's why he's here. 
if he just gets what if he just gets what's there on the roster, then you're not a special manager or coach, and I can move on. Is how I would view that. So, Mega, the the other reason I should have verbalized this earlier. Okay. The other reason I don't feel oh, that. Wait, let me do that again. Okay. <laughs> the other reason is I don't think coaching is that important in the NBA. It's important. It's somewhere on the list. Doc can keep screwing it up like he has in every game seven for years, and Missoula could screw it up here. I didn't say it's unimportant. It's just not as important as the other sports, and so. If the Celtics win, they're going to win not because of Joe Mazzulla. They're going to win because of their roster. I agree. I largely agree, but I do think that, and I know people think that I like overrate him way too much, but I do think that Ime Odoka got this team in the last iteration of this team, I should say, over the hump from that Eastern Conference Finals purgatory that they had been living in for the most part for several years. And that whatever he was able to do, like the identity that he was able to tap in with them, to take pride in their defensive efforts, to let the offensive stuff kind of play out when before that they had been so singularly kind of, I I say ego-driven because lack of a better word at the top of my head. But I... I, so I think that in certain cases, coaching can make a big difference when you need a change in a team. And I think that's what the Bucks are trying to do right now, which is wild, bringing in Doc Rivers. We haven't really addressed that. But with Joe Missoula, when I say, like, he has to prove it, I mean he he has to prove his worth to this team. Because right now, you're you basically gave... I'm sorry to say, you gave a Bentley to a 17-year-old, and you're trusting the 17-year-old to be a good, responsible driver who's also going to refill the oil and take it to the car wash and get it detailed from time to time. You know, whereas most of us, when we're 17, we get like a beat-up, handed-down Honda, and we're happy to have it. Yeah, well, Gerard Mayo's a 10-year-old driving a beat-up Honda because he hasn't proven a thing. Uh, so that's how I would vote. Uh, 617-779-7937 at Jones and Mego. Which coach in Boston has the most to prove? I do want to get to Vrabel, uh, and we'll do that coming up. We'll knock out some phone calls here. But not only are teams not running out for Bill Belichick, which we've talked about, doesn't seem like teams are really lining up for Vrabel either. And that was reportedly the Kraft's dream candidate. So what does that tell us about? The home run. Yeah, the Patriots coaching search. What does that tell us about their view, their read on the league, their handle on where the league is heading. We'll get into that coming up. Uh, in the meantime, let's get to some phone calls. Tarek is in Boston. Go ahead, Tarek. Yeah, I, I, I can't allow this narrative to to be continued about Ime Udoka. At this stage last year, everybody on radio, every fan was, was all uh, calling for his head. Two years ago. And then, you know, everybody keeps saying, oh, he got him to the finals. No, we didn't. Jimmy's rubber legs got us to the finals because he had a breakaway at the end of that game, and he 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 front ended a a, a three pointer when he should have went to the lane. You know what? That's not a bad up. point. He took a three. No, it's not a bad point. It's fair. I mean, you know, Butler missed that three. I I think Udoka's a good coach, and you know, I think he's proving that now in Houston. So, like, if you wanted to say that last year before he had gotten another job, fine. He has Houston just below 500. A week ago, coming into the Celtics game, they were just over 500. They're on the cusp of the play-in, which I don't think a lot of people had them doing. We'll see where it goes, but he, I think he's a good coach. Now, I do think you overrate him. Yeah, I know. But, I, I, I'm aware. I do. But I think he's a good coach, and I think he's a better coach than Missoula. But, like, Missoula might win a championship with this team, and Udoka only got them to an NBA Finals. And so, and I don't think that's a reflection on this the coaches. This is also a better roster than what Udoka had. Yeah, he had enough to win, though. And so, to me, I, I put the Finals not on Udoka. Uh, if they come up short this year... Uh, Barring something awful with Missoula, I'm not going to put it on Missoula. It's on the players coming up short. 
And so that's why I just, what can Missoula prove? If if his players come through and don't choke like Tatum did the other night against Denver, then he's going to hoist the trophy. If his players choke again and keep turning it over a billion times in the final five minutes like Tatum and Brown continue to do, well, then he's probably going to be out of a job. And I, I don't think he has a lot of job security. I'm with you on that. But I think most of it's going to come down to his players because I think that's generally how it is in the NBA. Not to excuse the coach 1,000%. He could get in the way. Doc gets in the way. Missoula last year I thought got in the way. So far this year I don't I don't see that at all. And honestly, like I, I maybe I'm not being loud enough about this. I do think that Missoula is showing a much better performance than he was at this point last year. Much better. Do you? Especially during the Timber the the, uh, the Minnesota. I'm yeah, not going to yeah. say that word. Don't say it. The Timberwolves <laughs> during that game. You know, you get back-to-back timeouts. He's uh, advancing the ball that way. He's much more cognizant for the most part about these end-of-game situations. That stuff gets me excited. Yes, it does. The three-ball, like the the three-point stuff doesn't matter bother me as much as it bothers everybody else. But I do think that Perk, aside from the birds flying backwards, has an interesting case there of like, Hey, if you're if you're gonna continue to insist on having two wings in Jason and Jalen that do a lot of the same things, like can you find a two man game? Can you find some sets where those two play off each other the way that you see Denver do, even though that those are different positions? Like if you're gonna have your lineup this way, it would be nice to see some different sets at the end of games. Yeah, I again, and Missoula can do more in that way, but. I still think that's more about Tatum and Brown and their fit and the roster and everything else. I'm seeing in the Twitch chat that, oh, Doka's doing a good job in Houston this year. They're out of the playoffs. They're below 500. They won 22 games last year. They were year. one of the worst teams of basketball last year. They won year. 22 last year. They already have 20 wins. And a week ago, they were over 500 when they came into Boston. So, yes, he's doing a good job. It might fall off a cliff, and he might get exposed, and we'll see. Uh, wouldn't be the first time for him. But uh, that's I, I think he's done a good job so far, especially with a roster that, let's face it, is not very good. And you saw the kid, uh, Shengun, how do you say his name? Alperin, uh, yeah, Shengun. Okay, when he came in the other night, awesome. And so I think he's gotten a lot out of some of those younger players. Uh, David is in Florida. Go ahead, David. Hey. On a, how you guys doing? We're doing fine. A, what do you got today, David? All right. On a 1 to 10 scale, how petrified are you about the future of professional sports? In this city or in general? In the city and in general. Okay, in the city, very petrified. I don't know. I don't. I can't speak to it in general. What What am I supposed to be afraid of? The uh, wrestling going to streaming, and now the Super Bowl is going to be on streaming. Like Arcand is terrified of. Like, is is that what I have to be afraid of? Uh, the future of sports in this city is scary. What do you mean? We got the Celtics on their way to a championship, according to you. Yeah, I. I they should. I thought they were going to win it last year. And so, if they don't break through, if the Bruins don't break through, and it's like. I think the Celtics will and should, but they've choked before. They've done me wrong before. I don't feel largely good about the direct. I'm not. Feel- I wouldn't say I'm petrified. I'm bracing myself for a two to three year rebuild with the Patriots, and then hopefully you'll be back in the playoffs. And by the way, you're the one who keeps saying like, "Oh, well, they should be able to be back in the playoffs next season." Yeah. So why would you be petrified? I mean, just making the playoffs is the goal. We're talking about championships. We're talking about titles. Well, he's talking about professional sports. Yeah, but I I'm enjoy saying, my teams I mean, making the playoffs. I mean, you know, the Red Sox made the playoffs a, a bunch before they broke through and won a championship. No one gave two craps. So same idea. Like if the Patriots get into the playoffs, that well, I'm not throwing a parade for them. I, the reason I think they could be in the playoffs is because I don't think it's that hard to get into the playoffs. Seven out of the 16 AFC teams are going to get in. That's almost half. So I don't think it's that difficult. 
617-779-7937. Which coach in Boston has the most to prove? Is it Bill Belichick? Is it Doc Rivers? Is it Claude? Or is it Terry Franco? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. Is it uh, the, the, the crumb bums we have now? Gerard Mayo, Joe Missoula, Jim Montgomery, or Alex Cora. You can vote at Jones and Mego. I uh, will get to your feedback here coming up. Let me hear from uh, Phil Perry and Tommy Curran on the Pat's Talk podcast. Mego, you flagged this one. Uh, this is interesting. They're talking about Bill and the holdup for Bill Belichick in Atlanta and the job search in general. There's a huge number of young players that are going to be fired up to work with Bill Belichick right now. As much as he's won and as much of a legend as he is in their eyes, potentially, there's a lot out there on what he is like to work with, some of which has come from his own mouth. And that's not generally speaking what the younger generation of athlete is looking for these days. Yeah. I texted with a former Patriot yesterday a little bit, just catching up and uh, of a recent vintage, just talking about Bill's fortunes. And and he said, players are going to want to trade ASAP. It ain't going to work. It's unfortunate because I like the guy, but these new age players, they're different. So that is the, you're going to have a high priced individual who really wants things his way who's only going to be there for three years, realistically. And how quickly will Bill turn the team? Okay, so a couple of things. Number one, the Patriots player of a recent vintage, I'm sure all they're saying is, well, I was from a different era, and I'm able to take hard coaching, and these young athletes today aren't able to take it. So I think that's a part of it. But number two, Curran relays that players are going to be asking out in Atlanta or wherever if Bill gets a job because... It's too difficult. It's too hard. That's wild. Is it? That I think that's wild because if you hear people who argue for Bill to Atlanta is a home run, Bill to Atlanta, what is he going to supply with them? Which is the question I ask. You're going to give Bill $25 plus million. You're going to bring him down there. Maybe you'll have him for two years. Maybe you'll get to the wild card round or pass the wild card round. Maybe you'll get a playoff win and he'll get the wins record there. And then people who are very pro the move for both sides, will say Bill's going to go down there and he's going to do something for Atlanta that has not been done before, which is establish an immediate culture. And then you hear a recent Patriot saying, well, if Bill goes down there and tries to bring this culture, those guys are going to want out it's because either, they don't want the Patriot way down there. No days it's either a commentary on the modern athlete or it's somebody who played with Mac and knows that Mac was probably begging for the same thing. Like, I'm sure Mac was begging out. Of this place. And so, I, look, I don't think it was an easy place to play. It was never an easy place to play uh, because Bill's a hard ass. It's just you won, so players tolerated it, and they showed up and played for Brady. And so I think that's what it was. Do you think that's affecting Bill's – the desirability that teams have for Bill in terms of bringing him in when they hear a former Patriots player of think- a recent vintage saying – Guys are going to want to be traded I think they, the whole, guys don't want to play for Bill? I think it's all about Bill just being outdated in the game, passing him by, and that's part of it. And look, I've said before, Ryan just played the clip, no days off. Like, I, I think Bill has lightened up, and I don't think he works as hard as he used to. But I still think he's a very demanding coach. And a lot of athletes don't want to do that and win four games. They'll do that and win 12. They're not going to do that and win four games. So is that more about the athletes, or is that more about Bill? Um, It's uh, it's about both. It's, it's, it's about Bill. The game's passed him by. It's probably more about Bill than the athletes, okay. I think. Because uh, I think you have to adjust to who you're coaching. Yeah, it's probably more about Bill. Uh, on Vrabel, because Belichick, we're baffled. I, I still think it's a, a charade. I still think it's a show what's going on in Atlanta with all these interviews. But the more time that goes by, the more I question it. I, I would still wager on Bill getting that job in Atlanta. 
What's going on with Rabel? What job is Rabel going to get? So this is so interesting to me because Tennessee is filling their head coaching position now. And it made me think about, like, we've been so focused in on the radio silence with Bill. And that has come from basically the beginning of last weekend of, oh, Bill's going to go back to Atlanta for a second interview. And we're all sitting there like, why do you need a second interview with Bill Belichick? That's so stupid. Right. You know, what do you know that you don't know before? And with Vrabel, the immediate, what we heard from every corner when he was fired from Tennessee was he's a tier one coach. What a stupid decision. You let a coach like that walk, he's going to be snapped up in a second. And heard a week ago that he was having an interview with the Chargers, nothing since then. You seem to think, like you're reading the tea leaves, that the Chargers are going to go with Jim Harbaugh. Oh, I felt that way for uh, going back to last week, but I think yesterday the report was there within striking distance. So who knows? I thought Bill was going to get the job immediately in Atlanta. Maybe this is similar reporting, but yeah, I think Harbaugh Vrabel's gets the Chargers in the mix job. in Atlanta? I'm, I'm kind of wondering, like, is it about these defensive coaches? Is it about coaches who are demanding so much personnel power, which was really the thing that seemed to force... Vrabel out of Tennessee was him clashing with the GM and the rest of the personnel staff there and wanting more power. Is all of that just too much for these other organizations to take on when they're taking on one of these coaches? Let me tell you what it is. It's the defensive coach thing. And it's also no one wants your coaching tree. (laughs) The only person who wants your coaching tree this offseason are the Patriots. And so the Patriots said, Gerard Mayo, we got you lined up a year ago. Maybe they flirted with Vrabel in the meantime. Those are their top two candidates. The league doesn't want their candidates. I don't think the league wanted Mayo. It looks like the league doesn't want Vrabel right now. The Titans shoved him out for Brian Callahan, whoever that is. So I think it's a bad reflection on the crafts being out of touch on where the league is going. Similar to what we're saying about Bill. You know, some of Bill's views are outdated. The crafts are like, yeah, 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 let's keep it with the Belichick tree. Mayo or Vrabel will push out Bill, defensive guy, and, you know, a guy who is going to, in the case of Vrabel anyway, uh, Drive the players hard, just like Bill did. I think that speaks a lot to the Crafts. The Crafts, were they viewed him as a home run candidate. I, I don't know that he's going to get a job. Uh, same thing with Bill. So what do we make of all of it? Mike Florio writes this at Pro Football Talk, uh, and it's following up on the, the small market thing that Bill wants a small market. Uh, Florio writes, some also believe, as previously noted, that Belichick has little interest in coaching a team in a major media market. As one source explained over the weekend, that comes from a desire to avoid the dynamic of reporters aggressively trying to develop hashtag sources at any and all levels of the organization. So he's just trying to avoid journalism. The fewer the number of reporters covering a team, the less Bill has to worry about reporters cozying up to people he otherwise needs to trust to zip it. Now he's worried about leaks. And so that's why he doesn't want Rich McKay above him. He doesn't want to answer to Rich McKay, who then blabs it on to Arthur Blank. He wants to talk directly to Arthur Blank to limit any potential leaks. I guarantee that's what So it this is. is why I don't understand why he just didn't go and cozy up with the Chargers because nobody gives a damn about them. Because you got to pay It's him. all Rams fans. Yep. I know, but if it's like at what point he's Bill starting, wants all of it, he, I know he's Goldilocksing this situation yes. to the point where it seems like he's not really reading and unless there is so much back channeling that doesn't have any leaks whatsoever so it's going to be some kind of destination that comes out of left field that none of us are predicting at all like unless that's happening it seems like he's not really connecting with the market he's being very red soxy front market about this whole situation oh it's almost like he overrates himself and he's out of touch Huh. Or he's, just, he's asking for so much. It's almost like he thinks he invented football and actually won eight championships. Interesting. Uh, there's also this from Jeremy Fowler at ESPN. 
if Bill gets the Atlanta job, some expect he could follow a familiar blueprint to bringing in a, a, an established veteran quarterback, which is reportedly what he wanted to do here in 2024. Kirk Cousins, a name we've heard before. Mm-hmm. Very mel- uh, well might re-sign in Minnesota, but if not, the Falcons offer several high-end skill players on offense and an improving defense, and they're a proverbial quarterback away. Uh, said one AFC executive to Jeremy Fowler at ESPN, Belichick can help a talented yet underachieving team, and Atlanta is that. They won seven games with no quarterback. Cousins would be a great fit there. No, no, no. no. Atlanta is a talented but underachieving team. Yes. Can Bill help is what my, ah, what my mm, was all about. Uh, we'll get to your feedback on you this. There's so many of them. 617-779-7937. The man of many mm's is what it is. Uh, we'll get back into the Patriots, their offseason plan, which coach has the most to prove in the city in 2024. I also want to get to Major League Baseball's Hall of Fame class. Because once I saw the final results last night, we you got off the air. Mago. About it, it was. I, I'm even angrier about it. Arguably the worst class ever. Let's get to it next. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network, so whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at T-Mobile.com network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at T-Mobile.com. This is Jones and Mecco with Arcan on WEEI. Ken and all of the other writers who snubbed these guys actually elected both of Larry Walker and Todd Helton <laughs> to the Hall of Fame. Amazing how this happens. <laughs> I came around on both those guys. I did not vote for them initially. And over the years, we've learned more about the core's effect. And not that it just boosts players offensively, which it does, but also it makes it more challenging on the road for them to hit breaking balls because they move differently. And it makes things more challenging physically because it takes a toll playing at altitude. Todd Helton, for his durability at altitude, for that alone, it's an amazing accomplishment what he did. And then you look at his road OPS, people talk about, oh, what was, he, what was he doing on the road? Well, he had a higher road OPS than Eddie Murray, than Dave Winfield, than a number of other Hall of Famers. So the writers over the years have come to realize that 
Cores is kind of a double-edged sword. And it works for players. It works against players. And I'm with AJ on one point. These guys deserve to be Hall of Famers. I like Ken Rosenthal. Foul Territory Podcast. Not a fan of really anyone who got in the Hall of Fame yesterday. Not a single one? No. And it's Jones and Mego here on WEEI. We'll get to your phone calls. You can weigh in. People were chirping me about Adrian Beltre yesterday. I, I would That's be th- the one that I think is a pretty easy in. I think Beltre, he got 95% of the vote, way too high. And he got in year, year one, 95% of the yeah, vote. That David means, Ortiz style. That means everybody looked at him and said, that's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. Except he played here for a year, and no one thought he was even in shouting distance of the okay, Hall of Fame. Okay, for one year. Okay. But I'm telling and you, then we he got, goes and he's like the greatest player of, to watch of his him. 30s era. Okay, we got to watch he's him in, in this city. He's an inspiration to we me. We got to watch him in he this city. He did his best work in that decade. And we were like, pretty good. Pretty good little player. Nice player. Like, I like yeah, him. He's good. In a contract year. But he's yeah, really good. Right. In a contract year. It's like, look, I'm not telling you Beltre. I mean, I, I, I probably thrown around he wasn't good for your team? He was good. I, okay, he was I'm saying really good he, was a, he was a nice player for your team, but yeah. he goes to the Rangers and he's significantly better. And so you're like, you know what? I don't want him in the Hall of Fame because he was just like pretty good with the Red Sox. Michael, he made four all-star teams. Like, I know that's not the end-all be-all, but like, yikes. Now, he had 3,000 hits. So did Biggio. And Biggio's nowhere near my Hall of Fame. So, Ryan, why don't you give this to me? What, what, what were your criteria for Hall of Fame? Okay, my criteria for the Baseball Hall of Fame is really easy. My short, uh, my tour is going to be short, but it will be full of winners. Unless you have won a World Series and or an MVP slash Cy Young, you are not in my Hall of Fame get out. I don't have time for your <laughs> silver sluggers and your gold gloves or your sparkling personality, which is why I think Adrian Beltre got as many votes as he did. Because oh, he he's rub- fun to watch. He he's Manny. legitimately fun to watch. I'm sorry, you couldn't rub him on the head. He hated that. It was so funny. So that is I right. like is that watching why him screw with Elvis Andrus, but I wouldn't elect him to the Hall of Fame based on that in, you know, good statistics. Hall of Fame please so like and fine if you tell me he, he gets on with 75 percent of the vote then I'll, I'll quibble with that 75 95 percent in your one so like adrian beltre david ortiz this i love this Mariano sounds Rivera. less like an issue with adrian beltre and more like an issue that you have with the baseball no, writers just, of america with the baseball <laughs> writers of america. it's the whole hall of fame why don't you call up just call up some of your baseball writer we talked to bradford about it yesterday the, the hall of fame stinks now you, you can't put in the actual good players so now you're let well we can't put in a rod so we have to put in adrian beltre and, like, somehow Todd Helton and Joe, no, those guys are nowhere near Hall of Famers. Like, Beltre is at least a debate. Todd yes. Helton? I don't get that one. Todd Helton. You didn't hear what Ken Rosenthal said? I know. Said? I heard what he said. No, I Coors, just, Field, it's, Coors it's, Field works against you, according to Ken Rosenthal. It's such a tough <laughs> argument. It's such a tough argument to stomach. Joe Maurer? What? Joe, did I almost have as many career home runs as Joe Maurer? I think but I did. Joe Maurer? 143 home runs? Checks the MVP box. He does. That, but you're not saying every MVP and every World Series winner gets in. No. no but that okay. is how you are at least getting Let's on down. the ballot. Right. Beltre has, ballot. Beltre has neither, correct? Uh, correct. Get out. Todd Helton definitely doesn't have either. Bye. Scott Rowland. Craig Biggio. Loser. Loser. Never did anything. Out. Jim Tomey. Jim told me, see ya. That's what I would say. Like Jim Rice, 15 years on the ballot or whatever it was. Get out of my Hall of Fame. So Cy Young MVP, World Series winner. Great criteria. Here's the other thing I would add. And I find this insulting with Adrian Beltre. Okay. 
You get one year. You get one year on the ballot, and that's it. One year, yes or no, first instinct, is he a Hall of Famer or is he not? I you like should know. Okay, well, then he passes it. Okay, he did because there's no good candidates on because all the good candidates, the stupid writers can't vote for because they're keeping them out and blackballing them. It is true. <laughs> that part is true. But by, but by Manny that... or Beltre, who was a better player? Manny. A-Rod or Beltre, who was a, a better Rod. player? Okay, so your Hall of Fame's dumb. That's the real point. It is dumb. Like, I'm not disagreeing with that, but if this is the criteria that you're playing by. It's not. There's then, no criteria that says those guys can't if, get in. if this is the criteria that we're going by, then, yeah, Adrian Beltre, I think, he's he got in with 95% of the vote. To me, it just sounds like you're quibbling with the process more so than the guy who got in. And uh, the other no, two, no, no, like, I'm, I don't even think. No, I'm quibbling with the guy who got in, too. Like, he doesn't meet your criteria, Ryan. No. MVP, World Series? No. no, no. You're not on my ballot. Uh, and if you want to go further into it, four all-star teams. Like, most of the time, you looked at him and you went, eh. He's an okay third baseman. but an all-star at third base? Whoa. Wow. Like, right. This is like, I mean, Scott Rowland made, like, trust me, and Beltre was a better player than Scott Rowland, but, like, Scott Rowland made twice the amount of all-star teams, I think. I just backed out of his screen. But I think he made twice the amount of all-star teams. And I get it, American League versus National League. But still, like, I, never once did I look at Adrian Beltre and go, oh, my God, that's one of the best Scott guys to ever Rowland play the game. Scott Rowland was on a World Series team, though. That one? Uh, yeah. Or just Two, got there? No, 2006. 2006, he was on the uh, Cardinals. Okay, then I stand corrected. So still, he's on the ballot. He's still not at the very ha- least, he's on your ballot. You get on my ballot. I stand corrected. He's still not in my Hall of Fame. And so, no. So I, how do you fix the process? I just told you. you. I, I I like Ryan. It, well, it's the uh, it's the the it's Garvin the MVP Hall of Fame. It's the Garvin it's Jones the MVP World doctrine? Series Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, the Garvin Jones doctrine. Sure. Is that the, am I using doctrine properly? Uh, uh, addendum. Addendum. What is that? I don't know what to call it. But you know, we've we've proposed this now. You need to be a World Series winner. Okay. Or, it's an amendment. Or MVP Cy Young winner. Okay. And you get one year on the ballot. Just one year. Yeah, that's it. Done. Easy. There you go. Perfect. Do we need to quibble for seven years if Chase Utley is a Hall of Famer? Right. Like Chase who's, bleeping Utley? Who's are you the bum? Me? Who's the bum who missed again? Is it Billy G- Wagner? Billy yeah. Wagner and Gary Sheffield. Yeah, both. Gary okay. Sheffield is the one that so like, was very. You know, close. Gary Sheffield had a no, career. She- no, Sheffield's done. No, he, no, he's. I'm saying yeah, he oh, is sorry. out. But it, compared to all the other guys that got in, okay, Sheffield. I would not put in my Hall of Fame either. I take Sheffield before Beltre. I take Sheffield before Maurer and Helton combined. So Billy, Wa- you know Billy Wagner is going to get in next year in his tenth year on the ballot. That's pathetic. That's pathetic. Well, it- some of it. So, so what do you think the rationale? Because I agree that it should be like group thing. I think it should be like a four Sheep. year thing. But you shouldn't be sitting there for a decade looking at what it, the way that everybody else is voting no. and then basically correcting no. your vote. You should take the five years to actually evaluate, right? It's five years till they're on the ballot. Take the five years to do all the evaluating. It You get five years to evaluate. It's not like, oh my gosh, one year, I didn't have enough time to prep. First of all, it's a whole year. Second of all, it was actually five years before that. You don't need three, four, five years to vote somebody in. One year, boom, done. That's it. it. it one is- year once they're eligible. Yes, correct. Okay, we're not talking about like one year after retirement. No, of, fine. There, there should, are you in or you're not? Th- I mean, look, I'd be fine with that if you want to. <laughs> and then also should we add Mego's proposal? And then they go back. <laughs> Garvin Jones Mego the doctrine amendment. Corollary. Yes, yes, yes. Should we add? Should we add the uh, the the Mego amendment yeah. onto that? Where it, yes, you get one. It's uh, we don't even need to wait five years. The second you retire, we know because we mostly know. We know. You're a Hall of Famer or you're not. We know. And I think one of the best points I've ever Until heard. a scandal comes out. Until a, well, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing That's on the that. thing is the grace period does allow for a little bit well, of scandal kick, to come out. Then kick them out. Then kick some... What? You can't put somebody in and take them out? Jones, it's the Baseball Hall of Fame. It's not the Character Hall of Fame. You, I, I'm saying if, if it's so reprehensible... Is this, the, is this the Good Guy Hall of Fame? If you want to... If it's so reprehensible you want to kick people out... 
you know, Ty Cobb or some a-hole like that. Fuck, go ahead. I'd allow for that, too. Out of all the points. Add that to, add that to uh, okay. uh, another amendment. We, add that. We, we you gotta, can kick a-holes out. Yes. I, I think people are going to come to our Hall of Fame. I think we're going to have lines. Uh, one of the best points I've ever heard on the Hall of Fame, and Ken yes, Rosenthal fa- kind of. Fathers and sons will flock to the Hall of a-holes. Yeah, we're not going to put it in the middle of nowhere <laughs> either. We're going to get, we're gonna get, yeah. oh, we're gonna like get a warehouse in a major metropolitan area near an airport. Put it in a real city. Yes. Put it in a real city. I no, like that. Not, no cow pastures yeah, within yeah, yeah. 30 miles of, of our Hall of Fame. I like that. But I want to say real quick, one of the best points I've ever heard about the Hall of Fame, and, and Rosenthal alluded to like, oh, you know, I used to, I didn't want to vote for Helton. I didn't want to vote for uh, Larry Walker, who I think was the other Rocky he was talking about, but that I did. Fourier has made one of the best points I have ever heard on the Hall of Fame. Why would you listen to me? Why would you vote for a guy and then not vote for him and vice versa? Why would you not vote for a guy and then vote for him? He hasn't played in five years. He has not got better no. or worse in that time. You gain different perspective. No. It's about it's on about the what? changing perspectives of the baseball it. writers of no, no. America. You get shamed into it. And people go, hey, vote for my guy, Billy Wagner, and I'll owe you a vote down the line. So it's, it's it's politicking. It's politicking for sure. I like what Levitard did. He's like, I'm going to sell my vote. You guys can figure Tremendous. it out. Because it's awesome. a circus. Great job. Great job, Levitard. And so it's it's politics. It's groupthink. That, that's the answer to that. That's how it happens. People don't think for themselves. And when they do and they get shamed for it, they tuck their tail and tuck their sack and they change their vote. And so that's what happens. 617-779-7937. Anyway, the Baseball Hall of Fame stinks. Uh, we spent too much time on that. Uh, we'll get back into the Patriots. What's their plan? No, we fixed it. <laughs> What's the plan for free agency? Wait and wait until you hear what Greg Bedard has to say about the Patriots and their free agency plan. Uh, it's it's going to be a long rebuild if Bedard gets his way. That's next. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.